This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome back Joe Ingles. Ooh. Joe, good morning. And, uh, and thank Joe. you. How are you, Joe? <laughs> what are you thanking me for? He's being Joe. I've asked you many times, hey, could you play a good game before you come on? Because it's always more fun to have you on after a win than after a loss. <laughs> and not just you, but the entire group. You've gone beyond playing well. I feel like the last two games especially have been clinics. And I wonder if uh, the coaches, not Quinn, but the entire staff, are as complimentary as a lot of the fans have been, as a lot of the media has been, because uh, you really handled business in these last two games on a road. I mean, Cleveland, you had to grind it out and win, but these last two, you just end in games in the third quarter. Yeah, um, uh, I wouldn't say they're like. I mean, obviously, every, uh, the the vibe is 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 good. Um, I wouldn't say. We ever probably as a team or staff or obviously the kind of close people around us that are around us daily ever get too high or, or, or too low. Um, that's the part of this business. And I mean, we're going to play another game this year, and the Twitter world's going to think the the world is ending and that we're all going to disappear off the face of the earth or something because we we didn't play a good game. So for, for us, it's very easy to. Um, kind of just stay the course and obviously we're, we're happy with what we've been building and getting better and better um, and, and figuring out some things um, but we've obviously we've got a day off today in, in DC but then obviously another another tough one tomorrow Is it a week on the road? Is that about your limit? Oh it sucks man <laughs> <laughs> thought so <laughs> Oh man um Obviously, the um, start of the trip. I think we we kind of we debated whether we go we either come home or not after Cleveland. But obviously, the the, the time of the flight, the flight time, and and all that isn't isn't really smart to do that, especially going into a back to back. So we had a day in Cleveland, and then we had a day in Minnesota, and then we played. Um, they're, they're the ones that. If we just played every second day, it's more when you can. If we're busy on the road, it's it's yeah. fine because there's there's games, there's travel, there's games, there's travel. When you have two days, and then we've we've got today off as well, um, or some optional stuff um, at lunchtime today. So there, the, it's just like it's eleven o'clock or whatever now. Eleven thirty. I've got eight hours, nine, ten hours to waste <laughs> until I can go to bed. <laughs> And then I've got all day tomorrow to waste, and then I've still got to play the game. And so it's been a, it has been a long trip, but um, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a schedule. Yeah, I was in Vegas last week for four days for Utah University. Utah played in the Pac-12 title yeah. game. So I was down there for lost, four days. Uh, I lost a bet on that. Okay. I didn't mean to bet against Utah, but the other person <laughs> wanted Utah, and I really just wanted to bet. So. <laughs> well, I couldn't wait yeah. to get home, man. Gamble responsible. 
four days and it was all I could take. Yeah, it's it's uh it's yeah, it's different. And obviously with kids at home and our nanny's actually gone back to Australia for a little bit to, for Christmas and stuff, so Renee's by herself and I'm just like, Oh man, it'll be nasty. But Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. So, PK, go ahead and tell him the cookie story because Joe comes on and entertains us week after week, year after year. Joe's going to find this story to, hilarious. Oh, Joe it's probably. To do with the cookie, it has to do with George as well. <laughs> he may have gone inside. I don't know. So I'm in Vegas. I'm staying at the Palms Hotel. And right across the street was a sign that said cookies. And the day of the game was Friday, Friday night. And so Friday around 2, we had to be outside and drive over. And I, it was a very nice day. It was like 70 degrees. I thought I'll just walk around and. I see the cookie shop. I've been looking at it for four days, and uh, I'll go in and get a cookie. And <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love this show. So I approach the uh, place, the front door, and I see two guys ahead of me, and they got their pants sagging and all that. And the guy comes out, security guy comes out, and he's got one of those wands that you would lose, use like at airport security, and he has yeah. them open their arms and spread their legs, and he's going up and down. And then he's got to then they got to show their IDs. And I'm thinking, all this for a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is going on here? And I thought, wait sure a second. You're not that old and naive. I, I was on this time. <laughs> but, well, right, not more than 15 yards to the left, a separate building said marijuana dispensary, right? And so it was right there. And I'm thinking, I just want a chocolate chip cookie, man. I don't want to get wasted. And so I call it up on my phone, and I think, do I really want to go in? And then I see all the products have marijuana in them. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go in. I got to go to work, man. I can't be getting... So did you get a cookie? No, I did not get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you get a cookie? Because they had marijuana in them, Joe, and I was on assignment for work, and Not I didn't bad. think it was appropriate. And plus, for four days in the hotel, I had smelled marijuana as if I was at a Grateful Dead concert or something the entire time. I, if I had to pass a drug test on Friday night, I don't think I could have from all the secondhand smoke of the marijuana smoke. Man, Vegas, get me out of there. So did you get a cookie in there? I did, did not get a freaking cookie, Joe. I went and got no, a no, six-pack no, of, uh, of what's... what's uh, no, but he's asking, did you go to another place oh, and get oh. the cookie? Another place. Did no, you, I went to the dispensary and said, what the hell? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, no, I did not get a cookie. <laughs> At this point, we had to leave for the stadium, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just get food there. So I was going to say, trust me, if 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 the media room or whatever is anything like our media room, I'm sure you could have got a cookie there. Right. At that point, it was getting close time. to go. I just went outside because it was a nice day, and I thought I'd walk around, and I thought I'd get a cookie, not uh, get a bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you calling a game or something would have been hilarious, though, if you did get a cookie. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> So, PK doesn't call a lot of games, but he called one. You want to get the drop ready? I want to tell Joe the story, though, before we do this. So, next time you're talking to Kevin Durant, you got some downtime. We're very curious if Kevin remembers this. So, he gets drafted, and the summer league is at Salt Lake Community College. 
And the cool. fact he's going to play his first game. He's 19 there, years old, yeah. Yeah. The fact he's going to play his first game out of the University of Texas there, summer night in Utah, big deal, place is, is packed. Uh, Locke doesn't call summer league games. They have me do the play-by-play, and PK's doing the color. So there's one second on the shot clock. Durant's team has the ball inbounds underneath the basket. He's right in front of us, right by the Jazz bench, right in front of us beyond the three-point line. They throw the ball to him. It's super high. He stretches out his entire seven-foot frame. He catches it. He's not not seven-foot. Okay, his entire 6'11 and one-quarter-inch frame. Catches it in one motion, shoots it. Banks it off the rim as the buzzer goes off. It goes around the rim, around the rim, off the glass a second time and in. And PK erupts, and, and Durant hears him as he backpedals. He turns and smiles at PK because it was a cool shot. Here's what PK yells that crack Kevin Durant up. <laughs> oh, I see it all! <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Come on, man. <laughs> that's, that's why you've never got another game. <laughs> I, I thought my I was an excellent color commentator there. Get out of town, oh, Thurl Bailey. I've seen it all. <laughs> why didn't uh, was Locke too cool to do it back then? He, I think he so. He was yeah, I, I don't think honest. he had been hired yet. Oh, think, was it not Locke at that was, point? No, I think he was, was making the transition from Se- Seattle to Salt uh, okay. Lake. So, so Hot Rod was still doing the game. We were filling in for Hot Rod? Because he would take off. Yeah, yeah, he would go. He wouldn't be yeah, here we in were summer. For, we were filling in for Hot Rod. And, and Locke, was, Locke was about a month away from being hired. So he wasn't with oh, us just okay. yet back in. This would have been in 2007. Yeah. But anyways, Kevin Durant, definitely, I, I guarantee you 100%, he heard PK and it cracked him up. He turned and smiled at PK. Yeah, like, the shot is online, you can see it. Oh yeah, the shot's spectacular. Yeah, I'm going to sh- have a look at it after this. Yeah, you got eight hours to kill, so what the heck. Right? I've got a lot of hours to kill. <laughs> so when you own a team in Australia, Joe, bring me down and I'll do color commentation. Or commentary. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll get my kids to do it at home. Oh, there you go. Nepotism. That works. Yeah, well, that's, that's the best way to break in. That's a good idea. <laughs> Keep the business in the family, you know? Absolutely. I saw you had a thing. Uh, I saw Exum was picked up by a Spanish team, and he's only 20. Well, Spanish team. Are you serious? Well, Barcelona. Okay, fine. The biggest. I go. I, I but he's Come only on 26 years old. <laughs> he was a rookie. You two were rookies. Doesn't it seem like 20 years ago? It does seem like a long, <laughs> long... Um, my life has dramatically changed yes. since the time I first got there, um, as as probably his has too. But, um, yeah, I came to Utah as a young... Oh, an old, young, 27-year-old and um, got engaged right after that and got married and had three kids. So it's been a... It's been a big eight years for me. Right. You know, I mean, exactly. You got more hair in your ears now than you do on your head. I was actually talking about it the other day. Like, not, yeah. not the fact that I've got more in my ears, but <laughs> um, like looking at photos, it was actually uh, Alex Jensen. That's who I was, like looking at photos like the year or two before having kids, and then the year like the years now with after having kids is. It's ridiculous, but I mean, I started looking after Dante back then as well. So, so he was um, a kid. <laughs> but it is. I mean, he's he 
called me as soon as he got the offer. Obviously, I played there before and um, I actually played with the coach who's the coach now um, and the GM I played with as well. So um, some pretty tight connections there. Um, but they're really happy for him. He's got a good opportunity. Um, obviously, at the end of the day for him, I think it was about playing. He wanted to go and play somewhere and actually get some minutes and, and play and, and show that he's healthy and he's he's good to go. And hopefully that, that will get him back over here. But um, a pretty good opportunity with a, a massive club. So I, I, it might have been Rudy, but I think it was Hassan Whiteside who was talking about getting to know guys when they come to a team. And, you know, you get eight hours downtime on the road to Killen City. You yeah. get a chance to know guys, plane flights and all that. And uh, and so they have the opinion that you're not a great guy, and then they meet you and you're a great guy. What leaf do you turn over to completely flip another human being's impression of you? <laughs> I mean, I don't do anything different. Um, you're just nicer to your teammates. I, we talked about I talked about it on JJ's podcast the other day too. It's just like um, I think he said it. It was like uh, I'm almost like being put in that category of like everybody like because I legitimately think there's some players that like legitimately don't like me, which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, you almost get put in this category of like one of those guys like they your teammates love to play with you, but everybody else hates you. Like it's uh, it's like you're the enemy to everyone else. But then if you ever play with them, um, every, like Jeff Green texted me after he saw the quote thing in the pod about the podcast on JJ's and was like, "It's hilarious because legitimately, like you're one of the best guys as a teammate. But <laughs> if you play against you, everybody hates you because you just uh, I don't know why, and, and it doesn't really bother me. But it's uh, it's pretty funny to be funny in that way. I mean. Hassan said it when he first got here. I was one of his most hated players in the NBA. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, he used to hate. He always said that I would, obviously, like talking to him, and I would get him with a ball fake layup, and I'd run back down the court like laughing at him, and whatever would happen. But he, he legitimately was like, "Yeah, you're one of my like most hated." He, he quote he said it to the media. Mm-hmm. I, I only yeah saw it. Um, after he had said it that actually publicly, he didn't originally just walk in the locker room and tell me he hated me. Um, <laughs> but we talked about it after the, the media when he said it, and he was like, yeah, I just I just thought you were, uh, there's probably words I can't use. Yeah, I got you. We know, the, we know the um, words. <laughs> but I was like, that's crazy. And he was like, and same thing. Like, now he loves me. And now he wants me to play as many pick and rolls as I can to give him the ball. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny how... I mean, it's like any, it's like anything really, or, or, or any role in the NBA. You kind of get a lot of the times, kind of get put in a box of like, this is what you can do or, or yeah. can't do. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, same as as a teammate. Well, there you obviously have played against way more guys than you've played with. Have you yeah. found any of those dudes that you've played with that maybe you didn't know or didn't like before they became your teammates? Um, that's a good question. Who have I played with? I've played with a lot. I've actually played with a lot of guys. Those first few years of the Jazz, we went through. We went through a lot of people. Um, probably not. I probably not like players that I I didn't like, but um, probably more like just people that I, I didn't like, again. I, I didn't know, and, and you. 
playing against them, you, you kind of like something might happen on the court, and you're like, yeah, what, what did he do that for? That's bizarre, or like, why did he say that, or whatever the situation is. And then again, obviously, you get them as teammates. But um, I wouldn't say I didn't, I didn't like people or or, or anything like that because I, again, I'm not going to like hate someone just because I play against them and they score on me or something like this. <laughs> it's just ri- ridiculous. But yeah. uh, I think just like, like Jeff Green's a good one just in terms of like not knowing him. One JC's another good one, like not knowing them at all, never speaking to them, never. And then they walk in a locker room and you like instantly connect with them and you get along really well and same interests or whatever. And you've got kids, whatever the connections are. Um, and they're two that are obvious because I'm, I'm pretty close with both of them. Um, but yeah, you just go through this thing of like, I, I talked about it with Renee a little bit of like, obviously for me, like I, we walk into Utah, even my first year, I don't know one person on the team except Dante at the, at the time. Um, but I walk in a locker room and I've automatically got 15 friends. Like I've automatically got friends there. Um, she walks in and has like no friends and she's trying to figure out this we're living in a new country and and all this and then every year I just get these like new friends come in like a couple I lose a couple and I yeah and I gain a few more so it's um it's fine you meet so many people and I mean I'm catching up with a friend here in DC now who I I played with in in Spain last night one of my Maccabi Tel Aviv teammates lives lives in Philly and I got to see him um so get to meet some pretty cool people along the way in this this basketball thing. Well, Joe, we appreciate the time. You go find the video of Kevin Durant's uh, amazing shot. And and I think you'll actually, I'm not sure if the camera stays with him long enough, where he looks to his left. He does grin. Yeah, and he's he's looking at... Because he knew it was a hell of a shot and a hell of a call. It really was a hell of a shot. And a hell of a call. And you cracked him up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was a hell of a shot. And a hell of a call. <laughs> and a hell of a, ba- and a, hell of a bad call. Oh, I see it all! <laughs> and he hadn't had any cookies either, so there's that. <laughs> I knew oh, you'd like that God. story. All right, Joe, we appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you again another no week. All right. The Joe Ingles Show right here weekly on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, DJ and PK coming up. We've got your feedback on the way. Everything you thought about today's show. And a reminder, we're brought to you in part by Built Bar. Whether it's double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia, or salted caramel, enjoy a Built Bar. 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at Built.com. Save 10% off your order using the promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Built Bar.